Carissa, before we discuss the semifinal, I would like to, you know, in our dark hours, as we approach the twilight of the show, <laughs> I want to somehow convince you to change the title. And I've got some really nice, short, easy to remember titles here for you. Are you ready for them? I am. I must say, I admire your tenacity in uh, sticking on, on this mission, even though it, it will never work. Never give up. Never surrender. <laughs> <laughs> Could you, you patisserie the butter? <laughs> I do like that. Mm, these puns have you melting in the palmier of my hand. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and actually, this one's a bit of a twist. You know, I think we should have a new version of the Great British Baking Show, Haunted Edition. We open to the tent. We see no one, not Mel, not Sue, nor Paul, nor Mary. The tent is patisserily quiet. <laughs> Good job. Mm. You know, maybe. I think we could fit all of that on a small little podcast square logo. Yeah, no, I think I think we could. We would just we would just type all those words in a square shape and maybe put yes. a tiny cake somewhere. Mm-hmm. Seems good. And maybe just bold the eerily of patisserily <laughs> so people definitely get it. <laughs> I'm really liking the idea of like a haunted house baking show tent episode. I do want them to do like a like a Halloween episode, but yeah. I think they always record in the summer. But that's true. But I can't you just see Mel and Sue like camping it up and being completely over the top, and Paul Absolutely just like barely I tolerating could. it. <laughs> he loves it. He does. He does. He just has to pretend to be cool. There was even a line in one of these episodes where he's like, "It's like me. It's." crunchy on the out- right. hard on the outside but soft on the inside and i think that is paul i believe that i definitely believe yeah. that should we start the show let's start the show <laughs> it's semi-finals holy cow we're there we're so almost there i really liked this episode it was a solid episode yeah. i will say this more than any other episode it felt very if you'll forgive the pun tense in the tent <laughs> It did. Ooh. No, it really did. There was very little jokery. It, yeah, like Mel and Sue did what they could, but it was they they could not completely cut through the tension with their silliness. It was everybody was a little nervous and very determined to get to the finals. Yeah, and I think that showed. Yes, even the unflappable Selassie was stressed out. This he week. was flapped. He was flapped. And I must say, though, I actually have really, um, wow, words. Mm-hmm. Go <laughs> I, on. I do, <laughs> I do think he was smart to just, like, chill back in the beginning. Because mm-hmm. he has lasted, honestly, way longer than I thought he was going to. Mm-hmm. And I think that his casual attitude that I had previously knocked him for was actually a calculated choice. And he did well. And then he, you know, decided mm-hmm. to care when he needed to. Hmm. So you think the whole arc was strategic? Yeah. Hmm. I think maybe Selassie is... I think it worked out that way. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that was his game plan. Mm. First couple episodes, he's just kind of a cool-headed dude. Yeah. And he has that kind of charm and swagger and is like 
we you know we just enjoy watching him be on camera it's fun and i think eventually as the level of the bakes ramped up i maybe a little delayed reaction but you know in tutor week he was he was bringing i think more effort oh yeah and i think we saw glimpses of effort like with his like superb piping on that one cake but that's what I mean, though. I, I feel like it's been a gradual build where he's like, yes. he hasn't poured his whole heart and soul into every single bake. He's like, let it. He's waited until these last mm-hmm. few. Yeah. Sorry. What I was saying is I don't think he started the the show with that in mind. True. True. I don't yes. think this was his grand strategy, but <laughs> it w- I think it did work very well. For yes. Him. Yes. So. No, I agree with you. Shall what? we start with the signature? It was 24 savory pommiers. You need to make 12 of one type, and then you make another 12 or a dozen, as we bakers say, of another type. <laughs> this is going to be unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like me hamming it up extra for the semifinal? Oh, of course they do. It's wonderful. <laughs> now... <laughs> Talk did, me through pommiers. Yeah, did you know what they were? No clue. Had no idea. I've seen these kind of things before of what I guess are just kind of like buttery pastry with a little savory filling. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, they're slightly different from other things, and <laughs> they need to be like extra flat or whatever. Yeah. Um, perhaps pommiers has something to do with like the thickness of your palm, maybe. Um, oh. But I'm not really sure. Uh <laughs> But they looked really good, and this that looked like a perfect little snacky munch food. I would love mm. to have basically everything that all these guys made. That's what I thought. Yeah. So last episode, I said I wasn't very enticed by things, and it, it wasn't because they were savory. I just mm-hmm. didn't wasn't interested. But this savory challenge, every single thing, I was like, oh, that sounds good. Oh, that sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Did one baker, uh, did one of their creations really catch your eye? Mm, kind of all of them. I think Candace, again, as always. Mm. The mushroom bacon and Parmesan one sounded really good. It sounded so good. Yeah, yeah. you totally. Uh, I'm with you there. If I had to pick only one, um, when they were describing Candace's, I was like, dang, that sounds mm-hmm. so good. <laughs> all of them. Absolutely all of them sounded so yes. good. And her other one had chutney in it. And I finally looked up what chutney is because I have mm-hmm. never known. <laughs> Please do tell. Okay, I'm going to read it verbatim and then summarize. Mm-hmm. So the official definition is a spicy condiment made of fruits or vegetables with vinegar, spices, and sugar originating in India. Mm. So it's like a pickled fruity relish thing. Okay. Yeah, so I've definitely had this before. And yeah. this is not my thing. Yes. Um, Wait, you said it's not, not like... a new thing or it's not your thing? You don't Sorry, like it's it? it's not my thing. Yeah. I think... Um, Pickled flavor and sweet flavor do not go very well together. Yes. And I now that that has been described, I know exactly what you're talking about, and <laughs> I'm not a fan of it. So I don't think I like it either. I don't know that I've had yeah. it very much, but I don't. that doesn't sound like a thing I would want. The pesto one that Jane made sounded really good. I know. It really did. Yeah, so when they said pommier, I had no idea. And then as soon as they showed it, I was like, oh, I know exactly what those are. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's almost like... um. A Swiss roll crossed with origami is how it's made because they're like yeah, the, really yeah. complicated folds. And then when they slice it thin, it ends up in these really pretty uh, shapes. 
with the pastry. Yes, I was so pleasantly surprised when I saw like how they actually pulled it off. Yeah, because you know they they like showed you like the little like drawing artistic ideal preview when they described them, and I was like, oh, I wonder how they're going to make that kind of swirly shape. And then when they make the roll and slice it, it just kind of all clicks in your head. And you're like, oh, that's how they do it. That's very cool. Yeah. I was really interested watching that. Yeah. there were some, And there were some fun twists. Like uh, Selassie did the butterflies, I think, were great. Yeah. Um, those were really pretty. And there was like a, <laughs> a double heart flower thing that Jane made. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which ended up looking like a frog. But yeah, it was yeah, still oh, really yeah. cute. W- it was, yeah. <laughs> It was very cute. Um, Andrew had some issues with his dough. And yeah. The judges came up and basically were like, you're going to have issues with that dough in in, in, you know, in slightly more indirect uh, language. And, you know, I'm going to, to his credit, he was just like, I'm way, way late into the game here, but I'm redoing my dough. They yeah. said I should redo it. I'm redoing it. And. I think that was a huge risk that totally paid off for him. He, I think, overall wow. made the best of the four. I was amazed that he got away with that. And he was too, mm-hmm. I think. Yes. Yeah, so he made it, one with like different herbs and then the other one was goat cheese and something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wrote down that afterward he said he was chuffed and relieved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> chuffed. I can't remember if I've said this already on this podcast, but the more I watch this show, the more I think we need the words chuffed and gutted in the American vocabulary because they just oh. express feelings that don't, no other word quite gets there. Um, hmm. No. Right? I can't. Like, I can't. I'm I not know. with you there. I can't do it. Pleased and proud and a little glowy. Is how yeah. I interpret chuffed, <laughs> but like sort of, sort of humbly proud. I don't know. <laughs> I maybe there is a hole in American English and mm. it needs to be filled. But for some reason, I don't like chuffed. You don't um, like chuffed, and I definitely don't like gutted. Um, it's a little too visceral for me. Mm. It's a little too close to like that's fair. Um, some something like violent. Um, with relation to the gut, and yes, I don't like that. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fair. They also just sound worse than we say it. <laughs> like listening to myself say them, it's not nearly as good as with a British accent. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Maybe you got to play to your accent, right? Like, yeah. Suffice it to say, um, I was a little bit surprised with the pastries um, from our bakers because I feel like there was some not high quality bakes from Jane and Selassie a little bit. Yeah. Jane's were surprisingly underbaked and it seemed like only mm-hmm. Andrew and Candace just like baked it properly, which is surprising. And even Jane yeah. had said something to that effect where she's like, I know that these ovens are slower than my ovens. That's and she right. was just kind of kicking herself a little bit for like yeah. not adjusting. Yeah, yeah, it is surprising. I was trying to remember how this mapped to how people did in pastry week. Mm-hmm. I c- came up empty. I can't, I can't remember <laughs> how people Nor did. Nor can I. But... <laughs> <laughs> but suffice it to say, I thought it was a little, it was a little surprising. Um, the, the mistakes that were made mm. for at least the signature. Um, but I think I can chalk that up or we can chalk that up or they can chalk that up. <laughs> Some pronoun can chalk that up. <laughs> 
to conjugating now <laughs> <laughs> to the nerves of the semifinals. Yes, um, because you know how, like in the Olympics, where you have like gold, silver, and bronze, and mm-hmm. the gold medalist is like super chuffed, and the silver <laughs> medalist is super gutted because they didn't their second best, and the bronze medalist is just like pleased to be there. Yes, um, I feel like that. Um, the show does a really good job of sidestepping that by having three finalists and only one winner. Yeah. I find they that don't so rank interesting. It. I really like that aspect, but the silver medalist like factor does, in a small way, get kicked down to the semifinals with the oh, fourth place person. Oh, that's so you know? true. That is a very astute analysis. So it, I think it definitely alleviates it. But it does not completely eliminate that feeling of, oh, I was almost there. I was right. almost in the finals. So, Yep, I think that's true. Also, it was a super hot day, apparently. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what that does to that pastry, the, but it could do something. It could totally do something. I bet it has a big effect on um, your la- your lamination because you don't want that butter to melt while you're that's making right. the layers. Oh, look at you knowing what's going on. Amazing. That was not, that sounded sarcastic. It wasn't. I was actually impressed with your baking knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't bake pastries, so I'm just, talk, I'm just, you know, I'm just a bag of hot air. Aren't we all? <laughs> all right, we're getting rambly. Shall we oh, move we to the so technical? Are, yeah. We, we got we to gotta plow through this technical. Savarin, Savarin, Savarin. I, how, how do you I say it? I have no it? idea. I, I don't know. You, it looks like Savarin. Give me an attempt. But mm-hmm. sev, sev, they said it. I differently. feel like they kept saying Sevron, like something that does not at all yeah, sound like how it looks. But that's, that's it. French for you. It's not phonetic. Yeah, I think they were like moving that R around. Savron. Yeah. Let's go with that. Um, <laughs> how'd you feel about this one? I thought this was actually a pretty fun technical. Um, mm-hmm. That it was interesting that they had the different elements of the cake and the frosting or cream and the fruit. Yeah. Um, I liked it. How I did too. About it, yeah. I thought this was um, a absolutely spot on technical. Yeah. Um, I think I I especially for this late in the game, it's got it has enough moving parts that it is just very difficult to pull off in all aspects. Yes. And that showed in the out like the the pro the finished product that all four of those bakers made like a, it's like a ye- it's a yeasted cake so you do have to prove it which like is a huge like kind of wrench in the works of normal yeah. like cake making apparently. And then you have to like soak it in all the syrup and you have to make sure you're like, your proof is good and your bake is good. And then you've got all this fancy decorating and you need to remove the skins from your oranges. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> and you have to use a chocolate handwritten label, which is yes. something I've never seen before. And make caramel. So like there's so many little yeah. fiddly pieces that, it is an absolute excellent test of skill because there's so many different parts to it. There's yep. like, you know, like, hey, what are your baking instincts with like proving dough and, you know, like how good are your like, decorating skills? Like what's your piping going on with the, with the geez, the label? Man, that would terrify me. Oh. <laughs> you know what I did when I was taking notes? What did you I do? I stopped and I wrote down Savaron like six times <laughs> <to> practice. 
And I, I was stressing out about it, and I don't know why. Like, I'm not on the show. <laughs> what am I doing? Why, why do I care so much? They're so stressed out. It's, it's leaking out of the television and affecting it. Re- <laughs> it was. I was like, I was like, I wonder how hard that is to do it in one go, no mistakes. And I tried it like six times. And what, uh, what were you writing with? Pen, pencil, marker? Just, just pen. Yeah, just on. Uh, it was just on my page of notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm curious. Yeah, I have turn. like if I'm doing intentionally like careful fancy writing, I'm okay. But mm-hmm. my default handwriting is atrocious. Yeah. Do you default to a uh, print or cursive? Yes. <laughs> oh, you you do that kind of sloppy in between uh-huh. mixed one. Oh, I'm telling you, you it's basically illegible. <laughs> How do you read it? <laughs> I can always read it. And even when I you, think I'm being careful, like when I write birthday cards for people and I think I'm being all neat and tidy, half yeah. the time they're like, what? But I also write basically a novel and birthday cards. So oh, there's yeah. a lot of room for error. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many feelings and I just need to get them all that's out just, right now. That's exactly what I do every time. I can't help it. Mm-hmm. I don't mean I to. <laughs> it's all right. Thank you. You just you just need uh, two two words, fish. You're okay, and then move on. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, a little sass goes a long way with a birthday card. <laughs> I feel like at this point, friends who know me well would be really alarmed to receive that because they're used to my usual oh, yeah, yeah. like over the topness. They'd be wondering what they had done wrong. Mm, no no three words you're aging fine oh no oh that's just cruel that's terrible coming out guns blazing all right that's what you're getting on your next birthday card (laughs) don't you dare i'll just send it to you at some random time of year when you don't expect it (laughs) really passive aggressive note Mm. not even a card just like a photo of a post-it note like wow thanks <laughs> appreciate this and you get ready it's gonna happen all right let's get back on track <laughs> all right should we just talk about uh how they how it ended up yeah quick ranking in the bottom selassie candace andrew and then jane sealing the victory i was surprised that she did that when she didn't get her caramel to work I was sure yes, that she was um, not going to be top because of that. One of the things, uh, when you have a multi, a very multi-component bake, mm-hmm. um, if you screw up one of them, you can kind of like hide in the excellence of the other components. True. So it seems like that just worked in her favor. Her bake was solid, and I think if you are going to have to say which one is the most important, the most important thing to get right is the actual cake so that's true that's true and hers was the only one it was still i think a little bit under baked but proved mm-hmm. the right amount of time or one or the other was yeah she had Some the right fiddly, color <laughs> uh you know like nitpicky paul comment that's exactly what it was. <laughs> exactly i'm sure they all tasted great yes yeah i actually when they first described it i was like a yeasty cake i don't know about that mm-hmm. but actually oh, looking it. at them i was like no i want to i want to try yeah. this very badly it looks so good. I really wanted to try it. And I was like, that sounds yeah. like a perfect, like, ooh, I'm going to have a decaf coffee like, <laughs> and eat this, like, at the end of, like, a fancy meal. Mm. Mm. I want it. I need it. <laughs> it looked really good for a hot summer day, too, with all that fruit on it. Very refreshing. Oh, okay. I didn't think about that. It looked a little too heavy to me. 
Mm, that's true. Day. And it was melting. Mm. <laughs> the cream was a little melty. Yeah. Which was that the moment that Paul was like, but I think we can allow for that. And Mary was yes. like, are you being nice? <laughs> yes. What a moment. What a what a brief uh, moment of humanity. For exactly. Paul <laughs> or I guess if it's 85 degrees, we can allow a little bit of drippiness. <laughs> oh, gee, thanks. A peek under the hard shell. To his mm-hmm. squishy, squishy yes, his, inner self. His marshmallowy interior. Aw, Paul. He's a he's a big marshmallow polar bear. <laughs> silver spiky hair, and An then on the inside glare. he's all soft and cuddly. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for the showstopper? Showstopper. What did we have? Bef- uh, we had thirty-six fondant fancies. Mmm. Mmm. So fancy. I didn't know that that was. Again, this is a term I had never heard before. Again, when I saw them, I was like, oh, yeah, tiny mm-hmm. cakes. Yes. <laughs> I think they actually have done fondant fancies before, so I knew what they were going in. Oh. Um, and again, now it is, okay, I do think it is a little bit of a cop-out for these advanced bakes to just make them do lots of small ones. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, you know, like when you're discussing, I'm sure when the producers are, like, discussing, oh, what should we do? And how do we make it harder? It's like, oh, let's make them have them make a cake, but tiny and 36 times. Yeah. And that's definitely <laughs> harder than making like two cakes beautifully. Yes. So yeah, I would agree with that. I get it, but I do sometimes feel like just making miniature, lots of miniatures is a little bit of like, I don't know, like a lazy lazy difficulty step up. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like what are, what else could you do? to really make it harder and not be, like, dumb. Yes. So, I don't know. Now, I actually agree with you, but devil's advocate, mm-hmm. if we wanted to pretend that these people were hoping to graduate from amateur bakers to professional bakers, that might be a thing you have to do because those bakeries just are filled with teeny tiny things, so you might be expected to make a bunch of teeny things. Oh, you know what? I didn't even consider that. That's mm. Mm. I, I bet you uh, quite a few of these people go on to be bakers instead of whatever their normal jobs I'm are. I'm curious about that. I don't know yeah. if, like, do they ever do, like, a where are they now? I briefly did a, like, a quick Twitter tour um, at the end of one of the seasons mm-hmm. to kind of see where people stood. Who was that girl who was, like, really pretty but, like, never had any confidence in herself? Oh, yeah. Uh, Ruby. That girl, yeah. She's on Twitter. She's very politically active, as you might imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple other people. And I think a few of them have, like, successful, like, small, successful, like, websites or, like, books or something. Oh, good for them. Um, I don't think anyone's, like, gone on to wild success. But yeah. I think of the more charismatic people, there actually is a life of baking after the tent, mm. if they so desire it. Nice. Yeah. And then some of them just go back to cooking for their families, which is very adorable. Which I think is the correct move. I know. <laughs> anyway, right. showstopper, fond and fancy. Whew. Boy, are we off the rails today. <laughs> <laughs> so many tangents. It's all right. It's more fun this way. Fond and fancies. <laughs> so vaguely going into this, I thought Andrew and Jane are just kind of slightly ahead. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. It was mostly even. Yeah. I think there's a small argument to be made. Selassie was kind of in the rear, but for the most part, all four of them were pretty tightly clustered, as I don't you might know. imagine in the semifinal. 
And I think it was anybody's day to win or lose going into the showstopper. So I I like having an even field going into the showstopper. I think it gives it a little bit more uh, punchy drama. It does. Um, I did I think... feel like Selassie was a little behind, though. I mean, he didn't do yes. great in the signature, and he was last in technical. I, I, yeah, I think of, of the four, he was definitely in last. But yeah. I think it was still... If he like had an amazing showstopper, he True. would have been fine. True. And it was definitely not else, sealed. Yeah, if somebody else had a bad showstopper, he would have also been fine. Yep. So, that's what I mean, really. I see. So Selassie had an Andrew moment in this he did. one, where much like Andrew received some on the fly advice from the judges, Selassie mm-hmm. received some on the fly advice from the judges, and much like Andrew, he was faced with a choice: Hey, do I remake? my sponge and sacrifice the time and i think he in that moment made the absolutely correct tactical decision because they both pointed it out he even said to the camera they're definitely going to be looking for that now and going to dock me if i don't have it fixed so i i think his hand was a little bit forced there but it was still a risk to go back and remake your sponge and i think it paid off for him but yeah the fact that he even got his stuff done after restarting that late it was very yeah. impressive very impressive absolutely and i like just design wise that he kind of i think went outside of what i would Im- imagine is his wheelhouse and did something very dainty and delicate and cutesy kind of yes i found that very endearing and I it like was strategic too cuz he ha- he's right he has been docked for for making things that are supposed to be dainty too big. But apparently mm. this time he made the dainty thing too dainty, which it was, <laughs> seems so dumb, but all right. It does a little. It did seem a little arbitrary. Like, give us dimensions maybe right. for you. <laughs> and I'll, I'll I'll build them to that spec. spec. Like, I'm sure Andrew loved that. <laughs> oh, it has to be a two by two by six centimeter <laughs> rectangular prism. Oh, that would make Therefore, him so happy. Uh, it would make me happy. I would love that. <laughs> I just want to see Paul with a ruler getting in there. Yes. Oh, mate. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Half a centimeter too big. <laughs> I like that you abandoned ship on the Paul voice halfway through. I didn't know what to do. You were, I was amazed, actually. You you kind of nailed it for a second there. I, I, I can't. I can't do it in my head. So I, I feel like I can't really pull it off. <laughs> it's no, a valiant no. effort. Oh, man. This show is out of control today. <laughs> How'd you feel about Fond and Fancy? Save us. <laughs> yeah, I they looked incredibly stressful, especially the way that Andrew chose to do the fondant. His like frantic mm-hmm. spooning over them mm-hmm. was like really giving me anxiety. Oh, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I so okay. I feel a little bit stupid about this, but they kept saying that you have to give it a crumb coat. So that it lays smooth. And the whole time I was really confused why adding crumbs to it would help that. Turns out a crumb yeah. coat is for sealing in the crumbs, which yes. should have been obvious. <laughs> <laughs> and Jane just skipped it. She, and fair enough, like I saw how long it took everybody else, but she just yeah. said it was too much of a time suck, didn't do it. And I think that really hurt her because her sides really did look super messy. The they did look not nice smooth at all. Yeah. However, as it turns out, that risk that uh, that decision did not totally 
that didn't cost her the show. It didn't cost her the final. It just, I think, cost her Star Baker. I agree. Yes. So. Yes. It just knocked her down from amazing to medium. It didn't. It mm-hmm. didn't hurt her too much. Yeah, this was reminding me of the mirror cake they made in. Was that the first episode of this season? Oh, was it? Man, oh, what a like journey! Ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine doing this just week after week after week? Oh, my See, that's the thing about doing this podcast. Yeah. Like, doing this in in tandem with the pacing of the actual thing is highlighting for me, like, what a marathon this is for them. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, to our credit, we're setting aside, like, an hour and a half each week for this. Yeah. They're setting aside a whole weekend. It's just like, whoa, that's nuts. Plus hours oh of practicing goodness. and like losing, literally losing sleep, having dreams yes, about yes. it. <laughs> Several people mentioned. Yeah, competition notwithstanding. Like these people are like living their lives yeah. and then going and baking their hearts out. So boy, yeah. just hats off to all the competitors. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Um, Let's see. Who else? Uh, Candace again did a bunch of things and pulled it off i love that she has learned how to do that so that she gets to like bake her heart out um Mm -hmm. but she she got it all done she had that little cherry surprise thing and oh my gosh she knocked it out of the park with that she really did yeah and it was was it a genoese sponge that she had way early in the season that were like frisbees that she kept having to throw out I think I, because I, I had a feeling that Genoese is like her nemesis, and she did great. Yeah. It's definitely, a, they keep harping on it in the show that it's a hard sponge to make, so that would yeah. not surprise me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as far as like most improved or is like grown into the role of like an awesome baker, yes. I can't see anyone taking the crown from Candace because she is just so on point. Yep. These last couple episodes, uh, she's such a good baker now. At a girl. Whew. Mm-hmm. Mary said hers were cracking and stunning. Cracking, yes. Which and the fla- and whew. flavors were amazing. Apparently, and yeah. I love, I love, I, I have a special place in my heart for any time the judges roll up and are doubtful about something. Yes, and then it gets pulled off. I love that. Mm-hmm. Like the, the tea cake that Tom made, these little cherries that yes. Candace did in her fun and fancies. That just makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like sticking it to the man <laughs> shows you. So, let us round out the show with our star baker going into the finals. It is Engineer Andrew. Andrew, this surprised me. Did it? Yes. I thought he had the best signature, and I thought he had a terrific showstopper. I liked, he did do very well with the showstopper, and that display was adorable. That was the showstopperiest display. Oh, it's just his nerdiness is so, mm-hmm. I love it. Oh, it's so it's like, good. like, aha, I will build a tiered theater <laughs> and it will be a music orchestra themed cakes. It's perfect. And I shall put bow ties on half of the cakes. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. No, it was really good. Cool. I guess I just felt like he, I think Candace did better. Did she? Well, I guess he did do the best on the signature. I think then, he did do the best on the signature. Yeah. I don't know. I thought Candace's were better for the signature, mm-hmm. for the showstopper. But yeah. either way, love them both. Very proud. Well, because somebody, I think in the like pre-judging part, 
like in their little discussion right before they announce it, Mary said mm-hmm. that she had never tasted better flavors than what Candace had made. Like that's high mm-hmm. praise. And they basically just said that Andrew were simple and nice. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe there was a, maybe her Savaron wasn't so good. Hmm. That could be true. Not sure. I mean, she was third. Andrew did beat her. Hmm. But only by one place. But. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they were, they were kind of neck and neck. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, either of, either of those would not have surprised me. And Candace, I think has already had a bunch of star bakers. True. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it going to Andrew. I am my too. <laughs> My 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 main man, <laughs> and then sadly, oh I know. Sadly, we had to say say goodbye to one of our dear contestants, and it was Selassie. Yeah, it was it was the right call. I think we all kind of saw it coming, but I did, I must say I am sadder to see him go than episode one. Carissa would have thought. Ah, uh, he has slowly won you over he with has. his charm. <laughs> I, and sh- I think sorry, Mary kind of has a little thing for him. <laughs> it was really Who doesn't cute. have a crush on Celeste? Fair That's a real question. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Mel and Sue like fighting over who gets to hug him? And then Selassie pulling off the perfect cool guy maneuvers oh, like, my goodness. I'm just going to hug you both at the same time. He is so much. He's so suave. Now. We have to say goodbye to Selassie, but he will not be gone from our hearts. And to remember him, Mm. I've written him an ode. Oh, good. With a lot of alliteration this time. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Let's hear it. Selassie, the smooth swagger, the perfect piping, the calm and cool-headed, the Ghanaian golden boy, the bomb, bold, baller, blinging baker, (laughs) you will be missed. Oh, so good. You're very good at capturing the essence of the person in these little odes. Well done. That's what I'm that's what I'm trying to do and thank you. I appreciate that you enjoy them. Yeah. I love writing them. I really do. <laughs> it it honestly makes it easier to say goodbye to these people. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait until next week. I'm going to knock your socks oh, off. We're going to have <laughs> so many feelings next week. Not All right, so feelings. our final 3. Final 3. Jane, Candace, Andrew. Love it. Love this final three. Sad that Benjamin is not there. but That is sad. But this trio, I think, is going to give us awesome bakes and a great, great finale. Do you want to make a prediction? Absolutely, I do. It's going to be Candace. I actually agree with you. Mm. I think you're right. What's up? As long as she, like... Keeps all her like keeps her cool. Doesn't have mm-hmm. any big disasters. I do. I do think she's gonna win it. I hope she does. Yeah, undoubtedly, all three of these bakers totally have it in them to they win. They really do. Um, and I am completely biased by my show crush. So <laughs> take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> but I think she's gonna pull it off. Yeah. So. so my original prediction was Jane way back when, which is an absolutely solid prediction. Yeah. Still, like. Clearly. And I, I love, Andrew has clearly become my show crush. So mm-hmm. any, anybody uh, who wins would be fantastic. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I feel like what's going to hurt, probably hurt Andrew is that he, I think, is a little susceptible to kind of going on tilt. And if like one bad thing happens, yes. it kind of can spoil his kind of demeanor and his focus. 
That is very um, accurate. So that would concern me. But if he comes in, like, you know, bringing bring in the heat uh, <laughs> and maintains that throughout, he can absolutely win this from the ladies. Yeah. So. Oh, this is going to be so fun to watch this. Oh, the I'm last so one. pumped. <laughs> shall we wrap this up then? We shall. Let's do it. Sign right. us out, please. Semi-final. May mm. your bottom stay dry. Play us out, Chris. The Great British Baking Show. Haunted Remix. Haunted Remix. We open to the tent. We see no one. Not Mel, not Sue, not Paul, not Mary. The tent. Put us in. So spooky. <laughs> <laughs>